All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everyone. I am very excited for today's uh, Kraken and or news report, whatever you would like to refer to it as, and we are going to get right into it. Now, I noticed uh, on the previous Kraken's comments from probably, uh, give or take, about a month ago, uh, around there, that people uh, were more interested in hearing my personal opinion instead of my staying as neutral. So with that said, I've decided to try and improve upon that for you folks to give my a more direct opinion, even if it's polarizing, in order to truly just to be honest with you folks and give more of an in-depth perspective of what I tend to think in private. But with that said, let's begin with an article from 2020 from Inverse.com. And you might say, wow, this is not what I expected relative to the title. And the reason I want to bring this particular article up here, folks, in which we see, and I quote, physicists discover anti-gravity in bizarre buoyancy experiment. Welcome to the upside down, end quote. Let me just ensure that I am, yes, recording here. The reason I want to bring this up, folks, is because, to make a couple points, first off, notice how articles like this, using these words, given they're in quotes, uh, particularly the words anti-gravity, I want to point out that notice how this came out in September th uh, 3rd, 2020. This was during the peak of COVID. And I'm not trying to imply any super grand or deep conspiracy, although one could certainly make an argument for such to varying degrees relative to a lot of the news that's coming out today, day by day, one can say, you know, today's uh, quote unquote conspiracy theory is, uh, you know, uh, the is a quote unquote fact, you know, three to six months from now, so to speak. But the reason I want to bring this up is because notice a couple things. Notice how this was done during the time of COVID. So of course, everyone was still in panic mode during the first year, as many people uh, can recall. Um, with that said, what I also want to point out is notice the terms used with respects to the words anti-gravity. And what I'm trying to point out here is the notion that a lot of what may be needed to tap various forms of anti-gravity, whether it's gravitational pulsing or manipulating a local, uh, um, we could say, gravitational space-time metric or manipulating a local, a local space-time metric gravitationally, excuse me, regardless of what's going on there, I want to point out that it's not as black and white as we may think. Because when people say, well, anti-gravity is just something levitating or what have you, well, we have that with very strong magnetic levitation. So I'm trying to bring another layer of understanding and perspective to those that are not on the Patreon uh, into the Kraken, uh, we could say, fold of the show with respects to asking what is anti-gravity. So we then have to ask ourselves, okay... Is there a difference between anti-gravity, for example, and then electromagnetic levitation? Is there a difference between, for example, um, anti-gravity and very intense, uh, what's called inertial electrostatic confinement fusion? So these are all different things that I want to point out that even if you're not into science, I would just like to point out the two main things, which is notice the subtle insertion of this article during a time when no one would really focus on anything except for uh, you know, COVID, obviously, the big events, so to speak, uh, regardless of what you want to make of that. And secondly, the terms being used and the words being used are being thrown around in a way to, for better or worse, shape your perspective of what you think or what you would, what certain groups would want you to think of what you, we could say is anti-gravity, if you will. Now, I'm not saying that is the case for this particular article. I'm just saying to keep that critical thinking in mind is very, is, is, um, very significant relative to wanting to stay vigilant, especially these days. So with that said, we will now jump on to some very interesting uh, reports pr uh, pertaining to Mr. 
uh, Prigozhin. And we see here, according to BBC.com, uh, Putin breaks silence over Prigozhin uh, plane crash. Now, for those not familiar, uh, Mr. Prigozhin was the leader of the Wagner Group, a, if I'm not mistaken, a mercenary group, essentially, in Russia. And there was some falling out because Mr. Prigozhin had expressed on Telegram and other platforms for months doing videos on there with his uh, with his soldiers and what have you uh, about having pr uh, not being about the Wagner Group not being supplied. Now, I don't want to get into detail because I don't know all the details. I know that there was a buildup of conflict between Prigozhin and, and Putin, as I understand it, assuming that it's accurate and those reports are accurate. It doesn't surprise me that Prigozhin is dead, assuming Prigozhin actually passed away. Now, what's interesting here is that we note that although Putin paid tribute to, the, and I quote, to the warlord in a televised address, you'll notice in the transcript that we provided below that the Russian president was very precise with his choice of words. He stopped short of directly confirming Prigozhin's death. Now, what's interesting is that if we jump down here, he says that uh, Putin did in fact use the past tense when speaking about uh, Mr. Prigozhin, the 62-year-old, end quote. So, look, at the end of the day, we can sit here and debate forever as to, well, okay, this is, you know, we expected this of Putin. One can even make a larger argument on a more macro level. Well, is it, can one make an argument that what happens in Russia is just more direct with respects to, uh, you know, mysterious cover-ups and corruption and what have you as compared, as opposed to the West? Some will make the argument that it's no different here in the West when certain people need to be disappeared. It just is done a little bit differently and more quietly and then sort of presented as something else entirely. Others can also make a very strong argument on the opposing end of that as well. That's not really for me to say, but if you want my opinion, I did, I certainly had expected this to be a possibility of Mr. Prigozhin uh, being taken out, if you will, assuming the reports are correct. And I want to be vigilant of that. So the next thing is the, basically the blue laser story, if you will. And what's interesting is that I'd like to play a TikTok video here um, for you folks that I know I'm going to bring it to the center of the screen here. Um, it's very interesting because this is actually to a degree um, a field in which I'm very, I would say, fairly well versed in, although I do not know everything. We'll see here, again, very interesting, what happens with, what's up with the color blue as it pertains to the Maui fires. Now, I'm not saying anything in either direction with respects to the Maui fires in particular. I'm just saying that it's very interesting to see that certain lasers do and do not respond to certain colors with respects to when they burn up versus when they don't burn up. Now, from a perspective of quantum physics, what you're seeing here is absolutely real in terms of these lasers, uh, this laser not affecting a certain color compared to others. But this in correspondence with this headline that had come out as well in late last year of 2022 of why celebrities were painting their Maui properties with the same weird shade of blue. Now, Again, I'm not trying to get political. It could have been even for crying out loud a, a, tr a Trump property in Maui, and I would have pointed it out as well. But it just so happens here down below we see uh, Tom Hanks, the Clintons, Obama, Kid Rock, Oprah, uh, Chrissy Teigen. What exactly do they see in this off-putting color? And I, I'm quoting the headline here from Mystery now. Here's the thing. A lot of people will say, Dave, when you look into this stuff, how is it possible that, for example, let's just say if if this was a direct energy weapon. Okay, it's one thing if a laser burns one thing and not another thing, but how is it that, for example, you can have this direct energy weapon burn something, and then as the, the burn continues to spread and the fire begins to spread across the geographical vicinity it's been induced in, how come as it goes, 
it's still not touching blue and other people use that as the excuse or the reason for a DW not to be in uh, in effect here because they say well okay if you want to target at first the initial target being precise sure but how can you control the fire and the spreading of that fire well what I can tell you is that without getting into any uh, nitty-gritty detail um, that I'm sure some of you won't want to hear from a scientific perspective I'm not saying this is what is what happening in, is what is happening in Maui I want to be clear but with that said it is of my view the science is there for this to to be the case and what I mean by that is for quantum entanglement to enable what we can say a natural spreading of uh, of in this case what seems to be fire and burns and, and all this kind of stuff that will continue to not touch certain colors um, regardless of what that object is made of as long as it is of a certain color um, this goes into essentially uh, various forms of quantum chromodynamics and condensed matter physics uh, as well as nonlinear optics but it can be done so to those I've seen some of those uh, arguments on reddit and twitter and telegram and what have you and people saying well if this was the case then how come it's when it spreads there's no way that you you can still make it avoid certain colors even as it's spreading you can so we'll just kind of leave it at that. Now, with that said, that kind of takes us into the subject of the the sort of a UAP hearings. And I put in the title here, UAP hearings finished with a question mark, because according to the Hill.com, bipartisan house group pushes for select committee and declassified hearings into UFOs. And we see here that according to Representative Jared Moskowitz, a Democrat from, I believe, Florida, said, and I quote, I hear from people more on this subject than anything else. Not the Trump indictments, not Hunter Biden. They're talking about the UAP hearing because there's great interest in this government transparency issue. Now we see as we carry on, uh, Senator, uh, excuse me, Congressman Representative from Tennessee, Tim Burchett, had said, we're running into a lot of roadblocks there, and that's the problem with this whole thing. It just creates more and more conspiracy theories because our federal government is so arrogant and so bloated, and they'll just run out the clock I'm guilty of this as well but Americans want their pizza in 30 minutes or less and that's about our dadgum uh, dadgum attention span or he meant he, he says that instead of goddamn attention span end quote now we see as well that the that speaker McCarthy I believe would have to give the approval for more hearings to occur if I'm not mistaken now the, the thing about this is that if we look at a screenshot here that I've taken from a particular tweet of Mike Disclosure on Twitter, thank you, sir, we see here that, rep, and I quote, Representative Mike Turner from Ohio, who is the chairman of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, excuse me, has convinced Representative James Comer, who is the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, that any more UAP hearings by the HOC, the Hawk, or the House Oversight Committee, quote, would cause serious harm to the reputation of the Department of Defense in the eyes of the public and should be avoided for the foreseeable future, end quote. As a result of this decision, there will be no further hearings on this topic by the House uh, Oversight um, Committee. So we see here the example of the enforcement of various elements of military industrial complex at hand, assuming that is what's actually happening. And it's interesting because, again, there's a lot of tension going on behind the scenes, in particular in the UAP field or world, uh, if you want to call it that. And um, not even so much in the UAP field, so much as how this crosses into so many other fields. And I think that is where the um, the concern from those elements that do not want this to come out is is mainly coming from because it's not just about potential uh, extraterrestrials or wherever they may be from hopping in a craft and just observing us. It's much more intricate than that. Of course, we have a whole channel that dives into that. Um, and finally, I'd like to point out here in particular, 
something that I very strongly actually disagree with Mr. Jeremy uh, Corbell on, which is that he put a tweet out um, the other day relative to the day that this is being recorded where he said, UFOs, we did not make these. Where are they from? They unfortunately do not represent black projects or private industry from any known nation on Earth. Um, he then refers to a couple individuals. Um, the te technology far beyond the scope and function of our understanding of even our most cutting-edge applied physics, tech we aren't even projecting on how to duplicate. Um, that is what I just read for you there, folks, and what I said, I skipped over some things in his tweet. I firmly, f very strongly disagree with that. Now, with that said, that doesn't mean that everything is pr black um, operations, private aerospace, uh, private um, aerospace. No, but I do very strongly believe that there is a breakaway civilization or apparatus that is set up that is so at this point has had the time to suture itself both within and outside of the system uh, so with and without the system that it can basically say f you to the system and the system at whole can't do anything um it becomes a lot more we could say uh, intricate and detailed than that but you see where i'm going there so um based on even some things that i'm working on that i can't speak on publicly at the moment i very strongly disagree with mr corbell there that's just my opinion that's my view um i don't i, I do believe that there was a a um a major breakthrough many decades ago in reverse engineering, not just anti-gravity, but many other things as well. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I have a very strong view on that just because that's basically my my field of interest and expertise, I would humbly state. And I d disagree that um, we as humans have never cracked such an effect. I um, uh, Such an effect that would enable what is seen in the skies. So I'll just kind of leave it at that. And even in the, in the oceans, to be fair too. So the next thing is that according to dailymail.co.uk, Tucker Carlson's X interview, because it's not Twitter anymore, it's called X, with Donald Trump racks up more than 200 million views. So has Elon Musk created a cable news network killer? Um, and quote, it's very interesting because again, I'm not going to continue to read this article because we all know that uh, the Republican debates were on last night and Trump didn't go and he decided to do this interview with Tucker instead. Um, th this... He then posted on his Truth Social, the Tucker interview with me was a blockbuster, could hit 200 million views and more. Thank you. I hope it was enjoyed by everyone, uh, as expected Trump to post something like that. Um, you know, uh, I I don't... Um, here's the thing with all of this, folks, and I want to be very, uh, very honest with you from my perspective. I had a feeling this was going to happen, and I'm, I'm not saying for better or worse. It's just the... We see... Um, whether you like him or not, we see potentially a Trump versus Biden situation um, next year with the presidential debates. Now, I'm not going to get into that extremely because we can debate infinitely long as to um, who will win, what the real policies are, who's really up to what and what have you. So I'll kind of just leave it at that. But this in general, to me, if we look at things glass half full, speaks to a sort of positive perspective of this decentralization of being able to view things, for example, on X, what was formerly Twitter. Um, now, that is, is that to say that Elon Musk's intentions are entirely good? Or absolutely not. Uh, but not. we can't also say they're entirely bad either um, in that particular facet as well. So to see, however, that, that you know, mainstream cable news is not needed for these type of views to be racked up. We see podcasts, whether political or not, running numbers much, much more significantly than that of uh, cable news networks in some cases combined, whether it's on a daily or weekly basis. So we, we see things are changing and it's very interesting to see in real time. 
According to um, edition.cnn.com, we see as of yesterday, uh, it, quote, it may be time to break out the masks against COVID, some experts say, end quote. I'm just going to leave that there. I'm not going to get emotional. I'm not going to lean in either direction. I'm just going to make of that as you will, folks. And I, I say that just because, um, yeah, if I even say anything, it'll drag me down the, that, that rabbit hole and I don't want to go there. So uh, the next thing is, according to The Guardian, rumors swirl after Xi Jinping fails to give a key BRICS speech. Now, um, it's interesting, but again, we see as well that uh, the BRICS um, committee or the BRICS... Uh, alliance, if you will, um, is uh, it, it seems to be banding together more and more. There's clearly, for better or worse, a move against the West, and if not the West, the, uh, the, the current or, yeah, we could say current powers that be. We could say there's a move against the petrodollar. Um, we see that it's pretty clear. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens relative to the different partnerships of these nations. Um, doing uh you know having these meetings and and expanding their partnership of their their uh their groups and their alliances uh the final thing is that according to nbc news india has made its historic uh, unscrewed landing uh, uncrewed landing excuse me on the moon's south pole the indian space research organization's successful touchdown comes just days after a russian spacecraft that was en route to the same area failed during an orbital maneuver and crashed into the lunar surface uh, end quote. So my opinion is, and I will be very uh, blunt with you folks here in that, I do believe very strongly there is a significant uh, ramp up of different, we could say, uh, I don't know if it's transportation for better or worse, just for the elites, for just the average person or what have you. Um, something is going on uh, right under our noses with respects to interaction of other, in my opinion, forces, beings, humans, ancestors, ET, interdimensional, whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, even if it's a breakaway private, you know, aerospace, uh, you know, I really do believe that what we're seeing in the news here is a firm cover for a lot of different um, strategic and physical logistics and maneuvers behind the scenes, uh, both literally and metaphorically. So I will leave it at that. And I hope you folks enjoyed uh, this uh, Kraken today. Um, we will catch all of you uh, very, very soon. But it's been an absolute blast to be able to do one of these again. And I look forward to uh, delivering more content for the public as well in the coming days and weeks. And of course, for the members too. So thank you so very much, everybody. And we'll catch all of you uh, very, very soon. Cheers.